Hello and welcome to another episode of Between Here and There. I'm Sean. This is Charlotte. Summer. And the three of us are going to talk to you guys today about a topic that's very close and dear to our hearts, and that's time management. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. a source of pain, more like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think time management is something that you know uh, either you got it or you don't, right? And I know that I don't, but I know somebody who does. And summer. That's, that's summer right there, <laughs> and uh, you know from everything that she does for the show—not even for the show, but everything that we see her doing—she just seems so organized, and she just gets stuff done, right? So today we really like to pick Summer's brain and like you know get down to exactly what are your productivity tips and how do you you know just manage your time, and um, yeah, and, and Charlotte, you also actually have a lot. Sorry, I'm going to shift it it over. You have a lot on your plate as well from everything that I see you doing. Yeah, but um, I wouldn't say I manage it well. It's just I just do a lot, but then doesn't mean that I know how to manage it. Well, we'll find out about that. Maybe you're actually a better manager than you think. Yeah. Is there like a test on it? (laughs) That's a good question. Right? How do you test somebody on how good their time management is? Yeah, how efficient. Like how I test it is like before I go to sleep, I go, what did I do today? And I kind of uh-huh. count it. Like you how can many, count it, right. Yeah, and I go, oh, okay, today's a productive day. Why? Good job. Yeah, good job. <laughs> or like, what did I, why did I procrastinate today? That, uh-huh. you know, I'm going to do better tomorrow, uh-huh. that kind of thing. Yeah, did, did you, when you were counting, did you use like both of your hands and your toes? And that would be like a good day, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> Firstly, our show is sponsored by Rocket Admit, Rocket Admit is started by three Ivy League alums with a mission to help Taiwanese high school students get into the top 30 American universities. Mm-hmm. You can find them at www.rocketadmit.com. You know, this is as a parent of two young children, so my kids are 10 and 8. I'm just starting to try to, you know, teach them time management. Mm-hmm. Now, as a not so great time manager myself, <laughs> this is quite a, a task for me because I see my kids and their time is actually pretty stuffed full of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and the thing is, what I find is that every day is a little bit different. So say like, you know, on a Wednesday, that's like the most chaotic day, yes. right? So they, they get off early from school, but then they have piano lesson. Then right after piano lesson, they have English class. Mm-hmm. And then they come back for a while, they get an early dinner, and then they have to try to finish their homework before something else at night that they sometimes have. And it's just, you know, and it's different every day. But it looks like their time is being managed already, you know, because you're, you have like sections of time, like you do this at a certain time. So... It's actually done for them. They're not actually planning. We are, we are hoping that by doing this, we can instill a structure where the kids are like, okay, I have an hour to finish my homework, so I'm going to use this hour to finish my homework. Mm-hmm. However, I do not find that to be the case. Mm-hmm. Because when you've already had your piano lesson, plus English lesson, plus your tutoring, plus tired. whatever, yes, you find yourself in your room, you don't want to work. You're tired. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm extra curious because I know that summer here, does a lot. I mean, you you did internships, you know, with an NFL, right? Mm-hmm. You um, uh, you paint. You're doing this podcast. You um, learning you Chinese, so, learning Chinese, learning Chinese while you're here, right? Can you firstly, uh, you said you like to do, make to do list, right? Absolutely. How many items are on your to do list for today? Um, today is actually not that bad. Maybe about four things, but. 
I oh, that's actually nice. Yeah, not, not that bad. But yeah. I I have my Google Calendar and I plan every single day on there. And in my notes app, that's where I do everything. I plan out my days probably the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, figure out when I have free time to do the things that I want to do. If I need to wake up early to get a workout in, things like that. Mm. Um, and try to get through my to do list every day. And is this something that has uh, always been like you ever since you were growing up? Yeah. So you're saying that you were born with it? Yes. <laughs> but see, that's the thing now. How can we get something that you were born with to, to help us better manage our time here? What, do you have any tips? Or, you know, when you're working your way down a list, don't you ever get tired and just be like, I just don't feel like doing that today? Like, what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely not perfect at all. <laughs> you guys are making me look like an angel. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, like Charlotte, doesn't Summer do a lot? Yes, I want to I wanna adopt um, Summers. <laughs> you know, yeah, seriously. And, and the thing is that you always have such good energy that you apply for everything, you know, to everything yes. that you're doing. So I'm a very energetic person in general. You are, you are. And so, how do you yeah. manage that? Because a lot of people say that time management is actually about energy management. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I think what's really important is figuring out what times of the day you are most productive. Mm-hmm. Some people are morning people. Some people are night people. And I know around probably like 2 to 3 p.m., that's when I kind of get tired. Mm-hmm. So that's when I won't do some of the very like heavy lifting productivity work okay. stuff that I need to do. Yeah. So it's either like early in the morning or maybe like later in the afternoon when I do. Uh huh. So what do you do during 2, two to 3 p.m.? Sometimes I'll work out. Sometimes I'll do some of the more like mindless things on my to-do list, like answering emails. Um, does that, does, like that en- does that energize you? Like if you're like a second whiff or something? <gasps> yeah, a little bit. And also what I like to do is I writing comes pretty naturally to me. So after I write emails, I'm like re- uh, re-energized. Wow. Wow, that's kind of like the opposite for me. It's like answering a couple of emails and, you know, next thing you know, an hour is gone. I'm like, oh. Depends on what kind of email you're answering. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So you say that writing comes naturally to you. Mm-hmm. What What do you find comes not naturally to you that you actually have to spend the most effort on? When I sit down and write an essay, it's probably going to take some more brain power. So yeah. like that stuff it doesn't come as naturally to me. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. So you do it yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Or late at night. I mm. used to be a night owl in mm. high school. So, oh, you used to be a night owl, mm-hmm. and now no longer. During my gap year, I've decided I'm not working past 10 p.m. Wow! <laughs> wow! So yeah. you made a decision, and you're able to switch your 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 chronotype. No, I just have less things to do now in my gap year, so I don't even need to do things past 10 p.m. now. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. So it's a little different now that I'm on my gap year. I'm definitely taking it slower than I used to. But that's a pretty good practice. I mean, for someone of my age, I mean, I'm in my 40s and every doctor and everyone else is just saying like, you know, you should not work past 10 p.m. You should mm-hmm. try to wind down Yes. because that will actually, although you think that you get less done, you will get more done because you get better sleep, mm-hmm. you wake up earlier and you're better, you're fresher in the morning and then you can get more stuff done in the morning. Yeah. And that's something that I find really, really difficult. 
You know, I mean, even I, I was a night owl. I was a DJ. Yes. Gosh, a club DJ, yeah. you know, for like 25 years. I was, was, was going to ask you that, you know, because <laughs> if you're a DJ, you can't sleep by eight. Who's going to go to like an eight o'clock DJ session? <laughs> so I've always, well, now they actually do have that, breakfast raves. But, <laughs> uh, but I, like, you know, I've always considered myself to be a night person. Mm-hmm. And switching myself to the morning, I found, oh, yes, actually my brain is fresher in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right. But the tough thing is not waking up in the morning. Mm. Tough thing is going to bed yeah. early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when your brain is like full of stuff. So you're trying yeah. to wind right. down and go to sleep, but you're still your brain is still working and it won't go to sleep. So yeah. how do you deal with stuff that you haven't finished at the end of the day? You're like, oh, this stuff is still in my brain. I just um, write it on my to-do list for tomorrow. Okay. And it just, it just goes onto the to-do list. Yeah. How can your to-do list not be like you know, 100 items long? It is. It yeah, is? I have, but you so- said like... I have two sections in my to-do list. Um, one is the urgent section and the other is the not urgent section. Uh-huh. And so what I was telling you about before is my urgent section has four items. But my non-urgent section, I have so many things that I could be doing. <laughs> oh, so I'm actually hearing two tips here from Summer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. One is that is is pay attention to when your body functions th- the best, right? And then group tasks accordingly. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is you separate things into what Second. is truly urgent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, well, I, my, my but I do, but yeah. I do like you're talking about sleep, right? But I do find like my best inspiration comes middle of the night. Sometimes I like I would sleep and all of a sudden go, "Wow, I can do it this way. I can mm. do it that way." You know, but it's it's always in the middle of the night when your when your brain is like you just kind of let it go. So what do you do, Charlotte? I try to remember it. I go, okay. I got this in, like I was doing event planning and I yeah. go, wow, you know, we can do this so cool for this event. Right. And then sometimes it will come like in the middle of the night. Right. And I just I have to remember it. Are you in the middle of your dream or you wake up and think? I wake up. Oh, you wake yeah. up. It's like a uh-huh. eureka moment. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go, okay, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to remember this. And then, and, and I remember. Oh, and that's remember. really impressive. I, I don't think I could do yeah. that. Have you ever thought of just uh, putting a notepad and you could just write it down? No, because if I wake up and turn on the light and do all that, oh. I won't go back to sleep. So oh, I go, okay, I good idea. And then I was try to like go back to sleep again. Ah, yeah, so I, you I, put I, that inspiration in like kind of like a little memory bottle. Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I would like to think more like a database and you put it in a, in a cell. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> wow, you think like an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, you, you open the Excel spreadsheet when you wake up. Yeah. <laughs> So there is this, there is some advice from time management experts saying that, you know, instead of uh, trying to manage all of the tasks and everything and trying to get everything done, what we should actually be focusing on is filtering Mm -hmm. and filtering all the input coming in Mm -hmm. so that you know right away, like the things that you have to do or the things that you can actually delegate or the things that you should just say no to. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard, have you seen the little like four... Yes, the Eisenhower box. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's a, it's a very good tip. It's mm-hmm. a very good tip. The thing is, I also, I talk about it in both my books, my podcasts, and when I, when I teach it. And the, the thing that I get the most from students is, but when I separate things into, you know, the urgent and, what is it? Urgent and important. Mm-hmm. Urgent and unimportant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like not urgent but important mm-hmm. and not urgent and not important. Right? Is that everything is urgent and important. And so everything is grouped in there. And what do you do? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you determine if something is truly Urgent. needs to be done today? Urgent. Um, how do you filter? Deadlines. Ha- or deadlines obviously help. And then I just, like, in my head, I can, like, rank things that are important. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then if I can do them a little later, then I'll do them later. But one thing that I've learned is if you can do something in under five minutes, then you should do it now. Like, don't put that off. If you, if there's like something on the ground, you need to pick it up and like fold your clothes, do that. Like, mm. And mm. don't wait. If there's one email you need to answer, do it now. So mm. you don't have things that accumulate. So just curious, Summer, your room is like, like really clean. Oh, uh, right now it is because I cleaned it this morning, but I had a stretch like a few days when it wasn't that clean. Cause yeah, I, yeah. yeah, some people say that if you have your environment very, very clean, yeah. that you you're, you tend to be more organized and you're like in mm -hmm. your head and everything. Right. But it's not my case. You know, I mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I like a little mess. I don't like it too clean. It mm -hmm. freaks me out. Mm -hmm. Me too, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I've also heard that you should have like specific designated areas to do mm -hmm. things like right. you shouldn't do work on your bed because that's only yeah. for sleeping mm -hmm. right. and your desk like that should be your workplace and you shouldn't be like watching movies in that same place too or right. watching netflix because right. it'll confuse your brain into what thinking, about listening oh. to music listen some to people music. listen to music and while doing homework do you think that's more uh it helps or not it depends on the person it's really preference mm -hmm. yeah well I, I think it was einstein who, who uh said something like, uh, so if a cluttered uh, desk is the sign of a cluttered mind, then what does an empty desk say? <laughs> right? And, well, he, he obviously had a very cluttered desk and mm -hmm. is someone who gets inspiration from just grabbing things, you know, mm -hmm. around in mm -hmm. the environment. So everyone is kind of a little bit different. Yes. But back to how we manage our time, there's this very good tip from an article that I saw on the internet, which just said, you know, like really when you're, when you're thinking about, uh, when people come to you with tasks, Always think about how much you're gonna, how much time you is gonna really take you, mm -hmm. and how much time is gonna sort of offshoot from that, yeah. right? So never commit to something unless you have an understanding of the big picture, mm. your role, and how much time it will take. Mm -hmm. And I it think says that's a very good point. We have a tendency to get involved in projects where we don't add substantial value, or to end up stuck in projects that morph into long-term commitments. Oh my God! It just talks about me right there. Give us an example. <laughs> tell us, tell us. Uh, well, I see a lot. I, I think I see it happens a lot, but then tell yeah, us Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see it happening a <laughs> lot? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm see all these commitments I'm still a part of, so I'm not going to give any. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, even something very simple as saying like, oh, you know, hey, let's have coffee, right? It's not just a coffee. You have coffee with somebody, and then there's going to be some kind of commitment that comes out from there, if it's going to be something business-related or even friendship-related, right? There are things that, that come from there. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing when I think about time management is really like, okay, how much time do I have? And things always tend to take more time than I think they do. So you give it a little, I'm always do you give a little buffer? Do you, sometimes when you plan a time, it's going to take an hour, but do you give yourself a little buffer? Right. Um, now I do. Yeah. And, I'm, and what I'm finding is that this buffer needs to be huge. Mm -hmm. So it's not mm -hmm. 30 minutes, it's an hour? It's like if I have a 30-minute meeting, I may need 30 minutes to unpack it. Mm. After the 30-minute meeting, it will take, you know, you have to write down your notes. You have to delegate to the proper people. You have to put away the stuff that you brought out for the yeah. meeting, file, you know, all yeah. of that. Uh, and even that's not even counting traveling, yeah. the possibility yeah. of traveling, yeah. right? That takes well over 30 minutes. Sometimes it takes well over the entire portion of the meeting. And that's why a lot of people don't like to have meetings. Yes. Right. But, but you're just talking about work right now, right? You also mentioned personal relationships. Mm -hmm. Like if you have to manage that, that's kind of sometimes very hard. Like for instance, your kid is, uh, you have all these things planned, all of a sudden your kid is crying 
or, or something you need to tend to them that's going to take a very long time. So that kind of like shifts your time. That's something that Summer doesn't have experience in yet. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's yeah. where it's we can me. maybe share and a little bit. And parents also, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, talking about multitasking, right? Yes. Or, or sudden interruptions. Mm-hmm. That's something that happens all the time when you're a parent. Yeah. Especially of a young child. Yeah. But even if not a young child, you always have like this part of your mind that's always thinking about them. Yeah. Right? Yes. So how do you deal with that, Charlotte? Wow. Um, I think my kids are older now and they actually psychologically need more of my time. They psychologically need more of your time. Yeah, because, um, well, during COVID, right? Yeah. Sometimes you talk to them because they, they're starting to figure things out outside of school. Mm. Like, people relationships mm-hmm. before it's just studying yeah. mm-hmm. but now they want to ask you questions how did you do this how you know give me some suggestions you know uh, or, or instance like what major should i what oh, how should i apply to college right. you know and that takes like at least like two hours of talk right we have mm. you know and then if you have more than one kid right then you have to spend time i mean a lot of people talk about like you should have dates with all of your kids right and that's like at least three hours there you know? That's also what I would consider high quality time, though. Yeah, right? you're you're yeah. really bonding with them. They're asking you questions earnestly. Yeah, and um, I mean that seems like it's, it's worth spending the time on that. But then you can't put a amount of time there. Like before with work, you can go, okay, I want to do this. Like I think we get our like podcast down now. Like now we do our podcast in like thirty minutes, forty five minutes. But when you need to spend time with your family, right. That you cannot put, and then so if you if you have to like you're, there's only 24 hours in a day, mm-hmm. so sometimes out before I go home and before my kids come back, I go okay today is a day for this kid, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna spend time talking about this. I, I actually make notes mm-hmm. like uh, yesterday I want to talk about this kid. He got into another kid, another school. My my second son is applying to college. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to talk to him about it. How does he feel about this school? Does mm-hmm. he want to go there? So I go today. These are some of the things I want to talk about to this kid and that kid. I actually make. Like no, you make to do lists. Yeah, to do for each for kid. Them. Yeah, and, and I go today, tonight because there's only, only dinner time and all this time. How, like, what questions do I want to ask? So I actually make a mental mental note of that. Mm. Or like today, I want to go see my grandma. Or right. like I want to go see my mom. Everybody has the time, so you have to right. manage that. And it, you know, it's really interesting that you put it that way because it, you know when we think of work versus personal life. Yeah. Personal life tends to be relatively unstructured, especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about family. Yes. Right? It's kind of like when family calls, you answer, and then yeah. you just deal with family. Yes. Mm-hmm. But actually, what Charlotte is, what you're sharing is you have to look at it just like any block of time yes. or any task, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And you want to ask the right questions because um, you don't want to be that parent that only goes, oh, did you drink your water? Or, oh, did you wear enough clothes? I mean, to a certain time, you, you need to think of them as like a real human being. Mm-hmm. And you want to know to ask the right questions. You're, you're like their mentor. Right. You want to ask the right questions, you know? Right. You know so I, I, I don't want my relationship with my child. It's more like a, you know, oh, you know, you know on a daily life. Because you should know right. that. You right. know? I should respect right. you as an adult. Right. right. But so many ad- adults are so wrapped up in their work that at the expense of the family. Yes. Right? That kind of that bond experience. And then their biggest uh, excuse or the reason they say is that, well, I, don't, I just don't have time. Yes. There's too much work that I have to do. Yes. To which you would answer? Well, I think it's not about quantity, it's quality mm. with your family. Right. You need to ask the right questions. You have, a, like for me, it's like deep conversations. Right. Because I think if you just hang there. I mean, you need that too. Just so like, you actually make the time for the deep conversations. Be like, hey, we're going to set aside two hours and we're going to have that deep yeah. conversation. And that beats spending 
you know, the well, you need that little, too. You need that too. You need to watch movies. You need to throw popcorns. I mean, you right. need that really like stupid, goofy time too. Uh-huh. But you want to make sure that with the amount, a, a lot of time that you have, uh-huh. that you ask the right questions and you you talk to them about things that that matters to them. Right. Now, Summer, did you spend a lot of time with your parents when you were growing up? Yes, I did. Throughout high school, probably a little less because I was more independent and I didn't really ask for their advice on too many things. Mm. Um. Asked for my dad for career advice, and mm. I would go up to him, ask if he had time to talk. He'd be like, "Oh, I'm working right now. Can you come back in an hour?" And we mm. would talk then. Oh, okay. Um, so that I think that's how he managed his time. Oh. Um, but yeah, I definitely have a close relationship with my parents, and I can talk to them whenever, and they'll make time for me, which is nice. See, Summer is the kind of you know child that. So sorry, now I don't mean to call you child, but it's just you know speaking as a parent. She's a freshman. She's eighteen, nineteen. Okay, it's it's kind of like a dream, you know, like a parent's dream. Oh, she you, is. Oh, it's, she it's, is. Yeah, like talk about low maintenance, <laughs> right? It's just like hey, you know, like someone just kind of gets stuff done. I mean, she right? made me go. Oh, are there like kids like this? You know, is it possible? And yes, you know, something like it's like they built a perfect model of like a. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, Summer, we're asking you for advice here. Any time management tips or tricks besides just you know working your way down a, a to do list? What has been something that's really worked out well for you? I used to keep a planner in high school, mm-hmm. and I would write down every single thing I had to. The second I got a new task, write it down. Mm-hmm. So you're still like the writing type, because a lot of people just do it on their phone. Yeah. So in high school, I did it in my planner. Now I move digital. So it depends on what works for you. But for me, planner worked because I kept it in my backpack all the time. Now I use the notes app in my phone because it syncs across all my iCloud devices, and I can do things that way. Mm. Um, Google Calendar has been a huge help in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, what really, really helps is what we talked about a little bit before. The night, be- or the night before, I, I mean, the next day, mm-hmm. I plan out my next day and I figure out what um, tasks I'm going to do and how long it's going to take. And I mm-hmm. always keep a buffer. And I've done so many things that I know, like when I go to the gym, how long is the commute there? How right. long I need to spend the locker room? How long uh, it takes me to get back? You, you calculate that in the, such details. Yeah, I know that it takes me like exactly four minutes to bike to the gym, you know? And so, depending on how fast the elevator gets here, I'll get there at a certain time, you know? But what if you find someone on like in a locker room and you start chatting with them? That will like totally derail your plan. Summer is like, talk I, to the hand. I yeah, don't I talk in the locker room. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Sorry, no conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I think the real discipline comes in, right? Is to actually stick to the schedule that you have made. Yes, you yeah. have to stick to it. And the second you don't stick to something, that's when you kind of lose trust within your own brain. Your, your brain's like, oh. oh. Oh, oh, I don't have to follow it. So in the future, I'm not going to be as disciplined. But you have to be disciplined to trick your brain into thinking like you can trust yourself. You have to train your own brain. (laughs) It's like talking to like a robot, like Terminator. Terminator. They they say that we are like riding a wild elephant, you know. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our subconscious is like this huge elephant that does need to get trained. So there's one technique that I think has worked out really well for me, time management wise is to um, separate things into really small chunks, half-hour chunks, where mm-hmm. I can concentrate and focus. Mm-hmm. And there is this technique called the Pomodoro technique, mm-hmm. the Pomodoro timer. Mm-hmm. And how it goes is you focus for 25 minutes, and during that 25 minutes, you don't 
think or do about anything else, right? And then after that 25 minutes, you have to take a break for five minutes. Mm -hmm. And then you repeat that cycle. Mm -hmm. Repeat it four times, and mm -hmm. then you get like a 15-minute break where you can just, you know, just goof off for a while. Mm -hmm. But the, the real point is that you focus totally during the 25 minutes, and you do something completely different mm -hmm. during that five minutes. Mm -hmm. I found that whenever I've been able to stick to that, I am much more efficient, mm -hmm. and so I can get more stuff done. Give me a, like a real example. So if you like writing a book, so yeah. you write for 25 so minutes. Yeah, I write for 25 minutes, you know, bell rings, I stand up, I go and I take a walk, you know, pour myself a, a glass of water, something. All right. But do anything except thinking and writing more. But how can you do that? Okay, so. See, that's, that's hard. Yeah. It is hard. I think because it's in a creative process. How right. can you do it? Right. Okay, so I, I, I kind of noticed like the two of you, I don't know, are more logic and I'm not, I'm more touchy-feely. Touchy-feely people, you can't do that. You can't, like for instance, if I'm on, a, I'm writing something. I'm writing and writing yeah. and writing. And you're in the flow. And also, and you don't sudden, want to break it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the alarm, alarm goes off. Right. It's like, okay, I have to I have to walk away. I can't. I can't, you know? Right. Yeah. Honestly, right. me too, which is why I, I kind of use a different technique where I just like, I, I kind of go all in. Like I do like three hours. I pour my heart into like this one thing I'm really focused on. Mm. And then once I'm done, I'm like, okay, now it's I'm done. Mm. Which, yeah. So, I mean, the Pomodoro technique doesn't work for everybody, but I'm really glad it works for you because I wish it did for me. Well, Charlotte, you brought up a really good point. And how I manage it is uh, it usually works the best when I'm in the research mode of the research yeah, portion research. Uh, yes. of writing. Yes. Right. Uh, because then you can easily fall into a rabbit hole. And then mm -hmm. two hours go by and you're just dry in the mouth and you've been looking at web crazy web pages of god knows what mm -hmm. right and, and your eyes is kind of like fuzzy. yeah you just glazed mm -hmm. over and you're like oh man now i only have one hour left to write but i spent three hours researching and you feeling more stressed out naturally decreases your productivity mm -hmm. so what i found is the pomodoro technique for the research when i start writing if i get into flow mm -hmm. right and you will know when you're going to flow like the words just just, mm -hmm. just just come out right mm -hmm. and then yeah then i can ignore the the alarm but the thing that I found is, and this is the real crucial point, is to actually manage to shift your attention completely away and give yourself that total break. Mm -hmm. So it used to be very hard because, you know, you're in that rabbit yeah, hole. The yeah. rabbit hole is exciting. Yes. Right? Yeah, you're chasing the rabbit. Yes. Right? But, um, okay, so this is what I ended up doing. Recently, I bought this electronic drum set. Mm. And I had this drum set in my, in my room. So when I take the five minutes, I just put on my headphones and I would play some song and I would drum along to it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm a beginning drummer, right? So I'm still like having trouble like keeping the beat and stuff, right? But just in hearing that and trying to keep the beat mm -hmm. puts me into a very, very focused state mm -hmm. on something else than what I was working on before. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I actually find that being focused on that is a very different kind of focus. I come back and I'm more energized. There you go. Way more energized. How do you keep yourself to only take a break for five minutes? Then? Well, yeah. a, a song is like, you know, okay. that's like two songs basically. Sometimes like, I'm like taking a break and I don't realize like, oh my gosh, I've accidentally taken a 15 minute break. You know, what if you do it by, too long by accident? Ah, uh, well, you know, then that's the... This, the is, this is really crazy because you guys are talking about 15 minutes break, five minutes... Some, there's such a thing called procrastination. Well, that's, like, <laughs> that's another episode in and of itself. And we can talk like, oh my God, forever about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But you know, this uh, of course the researchers say that when you a lot of what waste our time the most is when we're in the middle of something, but then yes. we're constantly getting bombarded by these distractions mm -hmm. and the attention shift. So researchers at the University of, of, of California, Irvine, found that the typical office workers interrupted every three minutes and five seconds. And you know how long it takes to get back on task? No. Okay. 23 minutes and 15 seconds. Wow. I don't you. know how they calculated this, right? But uh, let's say such disruptions eat up 28 billion wasted hours a year at a loss of almost 1 trillion to the U.S. economy. Oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> wow. That escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah. So just think about, you know, for those of you guys that have like, you know, like a gazillion tabs, right, on a browser, mm -hmm. right, and always shifting back and forth. Uh, one very important thing about time management is actually attention management. Yes. Mm. And also, like, not having your cell phone next to you. Right. Mm. That's a hard one. Right. Right? Right. Or, or you're, like, your, your emails. Like, somebody, like, all of a sudden, you're saying, you got mail. All those pings and dings. Yes. All those things. You can say, oh, I choose to ignore it. Well, there's a part of that wild elephant is not ignoring it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take you a, a much more cognitive load to come back to to yeah to grab that attention back yeah and so might as well you know when you're in the zone just cut off everything else and you're in the zone mm -hmm. yep so you know today we uh we all shared some time management tips stuff that's worked for us and uh, our own personal experience personally i am still struggling with it i always feel like i have you know not enough time but i think it's one of the things that um that's really important is to remember that the point is to, to gain more time, to actually have more free time, mm -hmm. because that's really ultimately what gives us much more joy in life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So this is according to a Harvard Business Review. Um, they, they did a study. They surveyed a group of 100,000 working adults, mm -hmm. right? And of them, it, it was consistent that those who were willing to give up earning more money in favor of regaining more free time, mm. experienced more fulfilling social relationships, more satisfying careers, and more joy, and overall reported higher rates of general satisfaction. So that's some food for thought, mm -hmm. right? Do we use our time to make money or do we use our money to help us make time? Wow. We're, we've suddenly gone to a very deep place. Well, that's... I think that's really how I how I choose to think about time now, right? I'm working yeah. so that I can have more time. Exactly. Because that time affluence, that's really the real affluence. When you time can wake is up, money. exactly. When you can wake up and be like, you know what? I could do whatever I want today. Hey, that's happy. Mm -hmm. So I hope today's uh, time management tips can help all of you, all of all of us, try to become more time affluent. And thank you for listening. If you guys have any tips and tricks, time management, Pomodoro timers, you know, egg timers, all that. Yeah, share it with us. Share it with us. You know, send it over to us. We're on IG. We're on FB. And thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Later. Hey, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Between Here and There. If you enjoyed it, kindly give us some stars and leave a review for us on your platform of choice. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, referrals for guests, etc., please feel free to contact us on our social media accounts. Just search Between Here and There on FB or IG. This show is produced in collaboration with Soundshine, Xuanyan Wenchuang. 
Our hosts are Sean Liu, producer Charlotte Guo, assistant producer Summer Shen, and this really awesome music you're hearing is by one of our season one guests, Spark Wu. Until next time, thanks for listening.